This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. We were so sure on our Wheel of a Thousand Episodes question this week. <laughs> and you can check that out at Steelers.com. All How many episodes were there? Standard. Wheel of a Thousand Episodes? Did I say that? Yeah, you did. A Wheel of a Thousand Questions episode last week. This week, excuse me. We all thought Cam Newton was not going back to the Patriots. The question that popped up was, will he be a Patriot or will he leave? And we thought it was a for sure thing that he was going to walk. No, you're saying no. No, 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 no. I mean, to be fair. No, 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 no. He says no, 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 no. I, I put he my hand up. He finger, too. He, did. Because, he waved I the mean, finger. We weren't the only ones that were wrong here. There's a lot of people that didn't think that Cam Newton would I didn't be even back. know that it was on anybody's radar. I didn't radar. either. Are insiders sure. doing any work this year in Doesn't the NFL? Like because we didn't know that Watt was going to the Cardinals. But you have to hold yourself accountable, going to the Patriots. Yeah, but when every the, other show. major media member was wrong, I don't feel as bad. That's I guess that's fair. But we all thought that he was going to go. And sure enough, this morning, Friday, Cam Newton, one-year, $14 million deal to, I guess, be the Patriots' starting quarterback. You don't Why else would you bring him back? Yeah. to have a guy be a backup. But my question is, like, their receivers stink. Like, are they going to do anything for the skill guys? Like, are they going to bring anyone else in? Or do they, do they, they have still have enough caps, money? Oh, yeah. yeah, they do. But is it enough to pay Kenny Galladay, who's going to be a number one receiver yes. wherever he goes? Probably. Yeah. have enough money to sign anybody. Here's the other question, Even with too. the signing, they still have, like, over $50 million in cap. Even if they bring in Kenny Galladay, is Kenny Galladay to Cam Newton, is that connection even going to work? Is Cam Newton really that still of an elite passer, deep passer? No. They get Marquise Lee back, too. Don't forget he opted out due to COVID last year. True. Marquise Lee. Okay, but like who? I mean, he has potential, buddy. I don't know. Wow, I stole the show with my Marquise Lee. I just don't. I just. I just don't think so. They still have Julian Edelman too. You you say like, oh, they're getting Marquise Lee back, as if Marquise (laughs) Lee is like a perennial Pro Bowler or All Pro. He's not. He's neither. Julian Edelman is a perennial Pro Bowler. They are getting him back. It's true, but I just wonder. If Cam they Newton, had a good connection, Cam and Julian. They did, especially early on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no Edelman put up some numbers. He had like a 140-yard game early. He, yeah. he was having a good season before Cam kind of spiraled out of control with COVID. And didn't I Edelman he, get hurt? Edelman got hurt. Too. I think so too. Yeah, yeah he did. And I, I wonder too. And I don't, you know, I don't. I'm not making an excuse for Cam Newton here, but I wonder how much getting COVID did affect him. I mean, I'm not saying that it did, but I'm not a doctor either. Like, you know what I mean? Like Matt Williamson made this point. Um, on Stan's show earlier today, he said that, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm, you know, I, I don't know how Cam's body reacted to having COVID and then running away from people like they were trying to tackle him. He's like, you know, I don't know. He's like, I'm not saying that's the reason that he played bad. And I, personally, I don't think that's the reason that he uh, played bad either. I just don't think Cam Newton is that good anymore. But with that being said, um, you know, maybe the Patriots saw Cam as their best option to win. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that, but, um, you know, it, I just wonder if they're going to do anything else for their team because their receivers were probably the worst in the league last year, even though they did have Edelman. Um, when he went down, especially, they had a really, really bad skill group. Um, the running backs really weren't doing much either. Um, and I just wonder if Cam Newton can even throw the ball 30 yards down the field anymore because last year it didn't look like he could. I still think that even though they brought in Cam, Expect the Patriots to go after a quarterback somewhere in the draft and not just a, a throwaway name in the sixth or seventh round, but a guy that people have been paying attention to 
uh, this entire time leading up to the draft in just six weeks. What, you think like Kyle Trask, someone like that? Something. I mean, maybe even a Mac Jones. I I, I don't see as Cam Newton. That'd probably be like a second rounder. I don't see Cam Newton being the long-term solution here. Well, he's uh, definitely not the long-term. I don't think the Patriots do either. That's what I'm saying. So deal. so don't say – right, exactly. But don't, don't think just because they got Cam for this year they won't address the quarterback room uh, for the future in this draft. No, I think that's totally fair. I mean, I know I, my my Belichick obviously sees something though in Cam that he really likes, or he wouldn't have given him another yeah. year with, with a pay raise. I mean, right? I mean, if, if, if you're a Belichick guy, there's a lot guy, of incentives in this contract. If you're too. a Belichick guy, good for you because you have one of the best football minds in the sport believing in you. So I guess that's got to be something of a confidence booster for Cam. But based off of what you saw from him last year, especially. After that first month of the season, once he caught COVID, it, there wasn't anything that I saw that, that gave me extra confidence in Cam's ability to lead that team. Well, the fact that it's a one-year deal, I think, works in New England's favor big time because there's no commitment. You could sure. potentially catch the lightning in a bottle again. You're just getting on the merry-go-round one more year. Uh, he went 7-8 and eight last year in the 15 games that he started for the Patriots, missing one game due to COVID. The Pats went 7-9. and nine. Uh, it's important to remember, too, that the Patriots suffered a lot of losses and opt-outs from COVID-19 last year. Yeah, Eight players, uh, wide receiver Marquise Lee, the aforementioned A lot of those are defensive, that? right? He's a weapon for Cam Newton. But, yeah, the big two were Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung, yeah. who were two big-time players yeah. in that defense. So you go 7-9, seven and 7-8 seven and eight with your starting quarterback, Cam Newton, without two playmakers yeah. on the defensive side of the ball and some other opt-outs as well. Uh, I obviously think Belichick kind of takes a step back, looks at the landscape of the quarterbacks, and he says, my best shot at getting back to the playoffs is bringing back Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, for as bad as Cam played, and he did play pretty bad, to be honest with you, career lows in just about every category. Um, you know, when you look at how bad he played, and then what would you say, they were 7-9 and nine last year? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not that bad, especially with the opt-outs, Edelman getting hurt, Cam having COVID for a game, missing a week of practice too, you know, um, seven to nine isn't awful. I mean, I know it's awful for the Patriots standards because of the dynasty that right. they've built. But um, in the grand scheme of things, you know, if you get all of those opt outs back and everybody remains remotely healthy, you know, this could be a, a nine and seven team. Maybe, you know, they compete for a wild card spot. I don't think they're, you know, um, a perennial powerhouse like they, like they have been years past. Um, just by bringing Cam back. But mm. they get all those guys back. I think they can definitely be competitive. Um, and this is pretty wild. Like you just said that um, the deal is, what, one year, $14 million. It's pretty wild. Taysom Hill is due to make $16 million this <laughs> year. That's nuts. Well, I've never thought I'd – Well, yeah, that's, that's true, too. Never thought I'd live in a world why. where with both guys playing that Taysom Hill would be making more money per year. At the quarterback position over Cam Newton. Does Cam Newton still have what it takes to get to a Super Bowl? No. no. So why is the best coach in the history of the NFL believing in him? Because they don't have anything else right now. Or does he just think all he needs is a ticket to the dance? And he can get, to the, Super- he he can get to the Super Bowl from there as long as he just gets average quarterback play from that point on. And Cam's his best shot at getting to the dance. Well, a lot of the guys that they're going to be bringing back from the opt-outs from last year are on defense. So I think that you'll see the defense maybe improve even more so than the offense because they're just getting those bigger names back, uh, key figures. It's just how much can Bill Belichick juice out of Cam Newton? I want to go on to the Chiefs now and... 
they released Eric Fisher and Mitchell yeah. Schwartz earlier in the week, and those are two starting tackles for the Chiefs. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I thought the reason why the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl was because they were missing their two tackles. So yeah, they, that's they, why. Do they know something that we don't know, or what is the deal with releasing these two guys what? that missed the Super Bowl for you? You blamed a big reason of you not being able to win that Super Bowl on because their absence, and line. now you're going to just let them go and not really have a solid plan as far as a replacement plan is concerned unless you're going to go out and spend some cash on Trent Williams if you even have the cash to spend on Trent Williams. I'm sure they have a plan, and I understand you know why you're, you're asking that question because – you know, you're you're cutting two guys that, you know, um, have been there. And, oh, by the way, um, you have the most prized possession in the NFL right now and Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback for you. Um, he needs to be upright. I mean, we saw what happened in the Super Bowl when he wasn't upright. I mean, he was still kind of incredible in, in a different stretch because that he, photo of him falling down and side arming the ball that ended up in the end zone is going to live in in history forever as the most athletic play a quarterback could have made and still resulted in an incomplete pass. And, you know, when you should have been caught too. It should have been caught. Yeah, exactly. That's why Um, it's going to be so infamously remembered. But I mean, you, you need a a quarterback uh, to, to be upright and you need him to be upright. You need him to stay healthy. Um, I'm sure they have a plan and I know it doesn't really look like that right now because they've just cut guys, but um, you know, they did it to, to try to save cap space. And I don't know if their idea is maybe doing it in the draft and getting starters but that kind of is a double-edged sword, too, because if you bring in rookies to all of a sudden start for your most prized possession, that might not work out well for you. Um, you know, even if they are good, um, you know, players, I mean, I think the Steelers could be in that same boat, too. You know, we talk about offensive line help for the Steelers just because they bring in a, a, a top name or a big guy. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work. So um, I don't know what the plan is. I mean, I'm sure they have one in the back of their heads. It's just not coming to fruition right now. But um I will say that I don't understand why they did it because, again, um, you need the most protection you can for a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, why go cheaper on a position where it's the position that's protecting your franchise? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where it's the reason where everyone, including yourself, say you lost the Super Bowl. I mean, that's, that's, that's reason number one. I don't, and it's Eric Fisher, too. I mean, both guys, really, but Eric Fisher, you went out and spent a number one overall pick on the guy. This wasn't just some second round talent who turned into a a starter for you for the entire for the better part of this decade. He was the number one overall pick for the Chiefs. And I'm not saying that every number one overall pick has to remain with a team that they were drafted by forever, but you're an offensive lineman. You're you're drafted because of what you can do consistently and to protect the rest of your team. I I don't I don't see why they they felt the need to get rid of him. I don't see the need or the feeling the need to get rid of them both, uh, uh, really. I mean, yeah, if you maybe. want to talk me into Schwartz walking, if you want to talk me into Fisher right, walking, whatever, but giving rid one. of both of them is yeah. just really putting yourself back. But one thing that this does affect with the Steelers is the Chiefs potentially drafting an offensive tackle in one of the middle rounds and taking a talent off the board in a position of need that the Steelers are desperately in need of as well. And that was something that really wasn't on the table when they had Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz on their roster. I really can't say Schwartz. It's no, so hard can't. to play Mitchell Schwartz. It's tough. <laughs> it's really tough. You guys are lucky that you haven't really had to say it that much. But now all of a sudden it's just another team that's in the market to draft some tackles, and that's just never a good look with your Steelers because that's definitely a sore spot yeah. for them. 
the Chiefs just made it a position of need for them <laughs> in yeah. two and, days' time. And they, you know, who knows? They could bring in a. I mean, I know they did this to, for free agency or for um, for cap space, but they could maybe bring a guy in free agency like the Steelers did with Finney. Now, again, I'm not saying that's going to be a starter for the for the Chiefs because um, the point that we keep making is your franchise plays quarterback and the position that you are going to, you know, bring in a guy probably two, um, bring in two guys is the position that protects him. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do, but. I definitely would have kept at least one of them for one more year until you can, um, you know, make the cap a little bit more manageable next season. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is going to be probably tackles predominantly for, for the chiefs. I don't know how early, but it is going to be a position of need. And that's, um, you know, really worrisome if you're the Steelers, because you do need tackle help too. You need offensive line help. Um, and who knows, maybe the chiefs see somebody in the draft that they can convert into a tackle or convert into whatever it is. Um, and that, like you just said, Tom, that's not exactly, um, you know, great for the Steelers. That kind of spells disaster a little bit. Maybe, but could also free up some room for them to say there are two names out there that maybe we could be comfortable spending the extra money on to get in either of these guys, Schwartz or Fisher. I don't know. That's a lot of money for both of those yeah. guys. Not me. Both. I mean, I'm not going to I'm ask. saying for both of those guys, that oh. each one individually, yeah. that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's like, going to be too know. much. I don't know if the Steelers are going to dip their toes into those waters at all. So maybe, but okay, what if, yes, the Chiefs lost two of their guys, but there are now two other teams out there who also needed help getting offensive line help. But they have now more. They go out and they, they have there more. You go, Jacob. They have more room to spend. Now than the I'm Steelers. on this train. They can go out and get one of those two Eric guys. Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz is their replacements. And then the Steelers can get someone a little less costly who they're who they're in so the draft, comfortable. Because now a team that would have drafted one filled a need in free agency. That or or another guy in free agency. Maybe why not both? Why not get some guy who doesn't cost as much and can just add more depth like the BJ Finney signing. Well, speaking of the free agent market, let's wrap this thing up by talking a little will they stay or will they go? I got some big time names that are free agents this year and I want to see if you guys think they're going to stay with their teams. <laughs> we did really on. good with this the last time. Right so. Now, so I feel like we're going to give this another crack right here or if they're going to walk and we'll start at the tackle position with the Niners and Trent Williams. He was released from his contract so he's going to hit the open market. There's still rumors that he might resign with the 49ers, that they might just rework another contract with him and just release him into free agency for cap purposes. But he's due to make $18.2 million in market value. Will Trent Williams resign with the Niners, or will he hit that open market and get some cash? Where are the Niners in cap space? Do you have that in front of you? I Do you know? I would have that in front of me okay. right now if um, I was a good podcast host. Because too. that kind of depends, but it, I mean... I don't know. I mean, this is really just a guess, right? I mean, what, what? I mean, I guess we were wrong about Cam Newton, and we all thought it was a done deal. You though, take so. a guess. I mean, come um, on. Maybe you're right about this. I'm one. gonna and go. All of a sudden, you can brag and say, "Yeah, I told you that Trent Williams was going to the Bengals." He's gonna go. That's my guess. He's not staying with the Niners. I'm trying to find the Niners. The Niners are good. They have about 24 million in cap space right now, so they could. But if they do they to. have other areas of need that they would rather spend money on? Instead of Williams. I don't even know if they have a quarterback. If I was the Bengals, I would be. The, that's why I think I would say. I'm saying what's the Bengals would walk. What's the Bengals cap situation? $42 million yeah. cap, baby. They're rolling yeah. in it. I would go after him aggressively if I were the Bengals. That's someone that you can pair up with for Joe Burrow for the rest of the Trent Williams career. And he's an all-pro level tackle. Burrow got hurt last year because of his offensive line. 
I would absolutely go throw heavy money. Or the Chargers have $36 million. Yeah. That's another team I would throw heavy money uh, a guy at. Any team with a young quarterback, yeah. Trent Williams, I think, is a guy. You're going to want that sign. protection. Maybe Washington will sign him again. Yeah. After so, all those contract disputes with Washington, maybe he'll come back there after him holding out. Here's Just because you brought it up, we were saying we would have loved to see Cam Newton reunite with Ron Rivera in Washington. Are we just assuming that Tyler Henneke is just going to be their guy moving forward? I don't know. That's such an interesting... Maybe on another episode we can dive into that situation because I feel like they're going to move up in the draft and get a quarterback, one, of, one of these four guys. But, but why would you sign Henneke in the fashion that you did? Not that you're giving him the huge, backup and Not to, that you're giving him huge money, but... Just to be the guy on the roster and, you know, you're breaking in a rookie you need to have somebody for the rookie to compete do with, they I have guess. a lot of room I, do you have that that list in front of you still washington yeah they have 38 million cap space so they have the money they absolutely have the money they're not going to bring him back though after all the holdout that went through with him and him walking. no i'm not i'm not saying about you think he's Williams. gonna leave though i'm not saying um i think it would have to i it would make most sense as you laid out to go to a, a place where a quarterback who's younger would need a little more help just because and they have a the ton rest of, of money all these other teams the rest of the, the Colts team, are an interesting one too because that line is so good already what if you I just, don't think they would because they don't need they have they have, they have the best space. offensive lineman at any position by far so do you really need to go out and spend more money I guess not but I want to <laughs> okay all right Shaq Barrett stay in Tampa Bay or go to free agency 19.7 million dollars on the cap Tom Guys, Brady, just Brady saved deal. that much yeah. in cap space alone Again. today. Everybody's staying there. Uh, yeah. Anybody with the Bucks is staying. Chris Godwin it's got unbelievable. The, Chris Godwin got the tag, but he would have re-signed a deal if he could have done so if they didn't get them the tag. Tom yeah. Brady saved $19 million yeah. in cap space alone today. $19 million by signing a quote-unquote four-year extension, kind of the same yeah. deal that Ben did, right. where they got three voidable deals at the end. But Brady takes that. Discount again, and I think I agree. Shaq Barrett's staying. Anybody in a Tampa Bay Buccaneer yep. uniform is staying next it's, year. It's unbelievable, and Brady takes less once again. And you know, I know the point can be made about Tom Brady. Well, he's got a supermodel wife, and that's true, though. You know, that is true. I agree. He's got a but, bank account there. Yes, that's oh no question. Than his. I mean, yeah, and there's not many wives. I mean, that you've seen do that. Not many people that could do that. When he wins Super Bowls, you see like the headlines in Brazil are Giselle's yeah. husband wins. American <laughs> right. sport for right. fifth time or whatever. So he has and that. That's, that's like a sub headline too. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, it's like whatever. It's he, like the the headline is her weekend spent around Super Bowl weekend, not Brady's. Success. Yeah, pictures of Giselle's weekend in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> he has that luxury for sure, but um, it is it is true that he's taken less money pretty much everywhere he's gone to you know kind of almost take, take every, a solid. But um, I think this almost is every the, year he's up for a contract. He's done his team a favor. Obviously, there's other guys that are going to benefit from this, like yeah, Fournette yeah. and Rob Gronkowski. But I think this was one of the guys that the Buccaneers sat down with Brady with and was like, "We need hey, to make sure we, we need to get him. Shaq yeah. Barrett back because yeah. listen, Tom, that defense really ate throughout the playoff run and really was a key reason that we won that Super Bowl. And Brady knows what it takes to win Super Bowls. And he said, "You're absolutely right." And this was probably a very good example of how most front offices should operate, bringing Brady in, working it out with him, saying, hey, we can bring all these guys back, but we need you to do this. And he says, show me where to sign. And he does. That's why he's the GOAT. Yeah. No uh, question. He's yeah. saying, yeah. Done deal. Aaron Jones, stay in Green Bay or hit the open market. He's not going to get the franchise tag by the Green Bay Packers. He's got an estimated 14.6 market value. If I were the Packers, I'd keep him. I mean, yeah. 
He's a dynamic runner. He's not just that. He's a dynamic pass uh, passing game threat as well. He's really top five all around back in the NFL, or you could make the case for that. And he is a dynamic runner. Not to say that. No, you're I, wrong I just meant he's a just, dynamic offensive threat. It's but unbelievable. He is, he's that a running back by trade. I, I, they're dragging their feet because they don't. They know it's a depreciating value. Right, and the more and more I, I talk about the Packers organization, the more and more I convince myself that they just don't care as much as they nearly should. About winning, right? About winning, yeah. They kind of just fall back on Aaron Rodgers. How do you and... have Aaron Rodgers with no signs of depreciation in, in talent and say, we're going to go out and use our first-round pick on Jordan Love? How do you do that? Yeah, that doesn't make sense when he needs wide receivers. He needs running backs. He needs offensive line help. And now you're in a spot with your running back, Aaron Jones, the best running back that he's really maybe ever had in his yeah. career, and you're playing hardball with him. And he's going to hit the open market, and I think there's going to be a team out there that offers him close to that $14 million per year salary. If the Steelers have the money... They Any would, team that needs a running back that has the money. But this is the best running back out there, right. for sure. It's, but if the Steelers had the money, there was no question they would have said, we can go out and get him and then use all first three-round picks on, on the offensive, offensive line. And in and I, and I, an ideal world, that's what the Steelers would have had for this year. And it's what the Miami Dolphins should do this year. Probably, $33 million yeah. in the cap space right now. If Aaron Jones does get out of Green Bay and hits that market on Wednesday. If Aaron Jones— If I'm the Dolphins, I'm calling him big time and saying, come to Miami, man. We got a nice young quarterback. And we got this kind of nice quarterback rotation we got working down here. Not we even a, a rotation. Really we got a guy that could also be coming to join you in Deshaun Watson. Maybe, but let's pump the brakes on that. We can also just pitch, hey, you're in Green Bay. You ever like this weather down here in South Beach in Miami? But if you if if you're Deshaun Watson and you're and Aaron you, Jones is there all of a sudden and Miami is calling your number, you say, Oh, well, they got out That's true. You could they, get right on the phone after and say, Hey, we just got Aaron Jones. You wanna right, do a little dance, here, Houston? Yeah. Well, he wants to go down there. It's just Houston that you have to play ball with. Houston did just bring in Mark Ingram. I don't know if that's enough to keep Deshaun Watson happy. Nothing is enough to keep Deshaun Watson happy. But that is an interesting signing. It's weird the because that's they a, have David that's Johnson. A signing, that's a Texan signing in the direction of we want to be competitive next year, not in they, the direction of we want to tank. They have David Johnson, who's younger, and I don't know if he's all around more talented, but he's shown he had a better year, I think, last year than Mark Ingram did. I think Aaron Jones is going to leave, though. Yeah, yeah I, gonna, I, I, I think agree. He's gonna... Just because, not because of Aaron Jones wanting to go out there and get a better deal. It's because of the Packers' Well, no, that is order. it, but the Packers just aren't going to pay him what he's worth. That's what I'm saying. It's not because of Aaron Jones would rather play somewhere else other than Green Bay. I think it's because of the Packers' inability to say, we know we can win with a team, but we're not going to go out and, and do it properly. And finally, someone that is close to home, a division rival, Yannick Ngakwe, will he stay in Baltimore or will he hit the open market? $15.5 million per year is his average market value. The Ravens have $20 million in cap space. They can afford to bring him back if they want to. Uh, I think he's going to stay. I think yeah. the Ravens, you know, they go out and they make that move to bring him in in the right. middle of the season last year for a reason. They know his contract was going to expire. I think they had plans to bring him back uh, no matter what, after this season. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good um, that's a good bet. Is that Ngakwe probably stays in Baltimore? And I think that goes to the point of Baltimore um, 
realizing that, I mean, while they do need wide receiver help, and that's something that that team desperately needs and has needed for a while, um, I think they, they pride themselves on defense. And if they, um, you know, can can hold teams down and play a good brand of defense, it doesn't matter if Lamar Jackson doesn't, you know, or can't throw the ball downfield as accurately as the next guy. Look, man, they played the defense yeah, to win that game they do. in Buffalo last Absol- year. Oh, yeah. They did. Yeah, no question. No what question what they give it. up? Like eight, like 20 points? 10 points. 10 points, 10 points the, because there was a because pick, six. The pick six. Pick yeah. six, right. 17 yeah. to three. Right. So, I mean, they pride themselves on defense. and They play it when it counts. Absolutely. And they did this year for yeah. sure. I mean, uh, you know. Uh, pick six. Who knows how that game would have been different? But, uh, but yeah, also, they also Tennessee got out to an elite against them, but that defense stopped them when they, yeah, they did to, right. to win the first round yeah. game too. So defense. I think up they were. The a, I think they were in a ten point hole in that Tennessee game, and yeah, you you don't want to fall into a a rhythm of just losing playoff games in the Lamar Jackson era. No, absolutely not. So I think they're going to sign as much talented players as they possibly can in Yannick Ngakwe. If Young and Gokwe went out to the market, he'd be the number one prize. Sure. Free Asian yeah, out there, probably. I'd say. I mean, if, now that uh, J.J. Watt signed. If Shaq Barrett went out there. Ooh, that's that's a good call. Shaq Barrett's pretty tight. But I don't think there's any chance Shaq no. Barrett leaves No, 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 no. I don't think there's, there's any a better chance. There's a much better chance of Shaq Barrett staying with, with Tampa versus Ngakwe staying with Baltimore. But that's not to say that Ngakwe won't return. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Thank you, as always, for listening. You can check out the podcast at Steelers.com. You can listen to us on Steelers Nation Radio. Download and subscribe to the podcast at Apple or Spotify. Do all of that for us because we love that you listen to us. We love talking Steelers here on Steelers Standard. For Jacob Recht and Kellen Gersky, I'm Tom Opferman. We'll talk to you on the next episode.